Welcome to Alpha Faith. Today in our Bible study, we will study several dynamic scriptures that are sure to build our faith. So get your Bible and let's get started. Hi, welcome to Battle Plan. I'm your host, evangelist Michael Frucci. This week, as I was preparing for this podcast, I spent some time in prayer specifically for America, the families of the 13 Americans that were killed in Afghanistan, but also for the Afghan church, the Afghan people. I saw images of hundreds and hundreds of bodies in a canal, in a sewer that had been slaughtered uh, by the Taliban and by ISIS-K. And it just broke my heart. And and all the events that have transpired in the last week or so, it just it just brought some feelings in my heart of what is happening to our country. What it what is happening? What is the condition of our country? And as I began to press in the Lord said to me that it's Saturday. And I said, Saturday? No, it's first time it was Tuesday and then it was Wednesday. And I was like, but he kept saying to me, it's Saturday in America. It's Saturday. And then as I asked the Holy Spirit to explain to me what I was, what I was seeing and what I was being told, he said, before Christ was crucified, he made promises. And he said, this is, these are my children, a child of the Most High God. And he made promises to the apostles. He made promises to the disciples. He healed people. He touched people. He brought transformation. He brought healing. He opened eyes. He, he healed the lame. And all of that took place before he was crucified. Then they took him and arrested him and had a bogus trial and, and they decided to crucify our Lord and Savior. And that happened on a Friday. He was hung on the cross and he died. He died for you, he died for me, he died for all of our sins. And then on Sunday, he was resurrected. But in between, after he died, they put him in a tomb and they rolled a huge stone in front of the tomb. And then they put the seal, the, the uh, seal of the, of the magistrate and, and to show that if anyone, if the seal was broken, they didn't want the body tampered with. They didn't want the followers of Christ to go and, and, and claim that he was alive just by taking his body. But on the Saturday after he was crucified, I, there, was, there was some doubts and there was confusion and worry, worrying about today, worrying about tomorrow, worrying about the promises of God. And, and yes, Christ said that he was going to return. And yes, Christ said that he was going to 
tear down this this tabernacle and rebuild it in three days. He he made promises that at the time on that Saturday, apostles, disciples, followers of, of the way they called Jesus the way, there was there was doubt had come in whether or not Christ and his promises were going to happen. And so I, I imagine that the, people were hesitant to say that they were believers because those that weren't believers were mocking them. They were mocking them for their beliefs. They were mocking them for believing. Why would you believe such a thing? It was a man... He, he said things and you believed him and now he's dead. And to me, that um, that's about what's going on today in our country, that people are doubting the church. They're doubting faith. They're doubting the word of God. People are saying that our country is being led by people that are not being truthful. They're not capable of doing specific tasks. They they shouldn't be holding that office or they shouldn't be holding that position. And there's talk of impeachment. There's talking of resignation. There's talking of a lot of things that uh, conservative Christians, conservative uh lay people, uh, general, half the country uh, believes one way and the other half believes in socialism and being liberal and, and my body, my rights. They believe in abortion. Um, we have a president who says that he believes in abortion, but he also says that he's a devout Catholic. And so uh, I know the Catholic Church had written a strong letter saying that he should not be able to take the Eucharist, the, the communion, and um, but he still does. But when he talks about his faith, he doesn't, there's no foundation of what he actually believes. He just calls himself a Catholic. That's his faith. I'm a Catholic. And so I, I think that, that there are many people that, that that's their faith. I'm a I'm a Catholic, I'm a Christian, I'm a Protestant, I'm a Presbyterian. Uh, any religion that you use as your source of faith is a, is a dangerous religion. Our faith must not be in the religions, religions of man. Our faith must be in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Jesus said he's the way. He said he's the truth and he's the life. Nowhere in there does he say you must follow this religion or you must follow this denomination. Otherwise, you're not my child. You're not my son. You're not my daughter. I remember one time years ago, I was at a service and there was a, a Catholic priest there and he was dressed in all of his attire, Catholic attire, the robe, the, the everything. And 
he was anointing people and they were getting filled with the Holy Spirit. He was prophesying over them. He was ministering to them. He was, he was anointed of God. And I just looked at him and I was like, wait a minute. He's, he's a Catholic priest, but yet he flows in the gifts of the Spirit. And it, as soon as I saw that, I said, God will use those who are pure in heart. God will use those people that are dedicated to him, that flow in their relationship with God. It's a personal relationship. They're, they have an intimate relationship with the Father through the Son, and they are filled and guided by the Holy Spirit. And that really changed my my views of various different religions because I saw with my own eyes that God was using whoever he wanted to use, and he still does. And as we are in this uh, arena of Saturday, we're, we're, we, the church, are under attack. They, they use a pandemic to try and stop us from, from meeting. They used masks and pandemics, and they said we can only have 20, 10 to 25% of the amount of people that we normally would, and they have to sit six feet apart. And, and they only make those mandates for church. You can go to a concert and, or a, a park or, or an outdoor event, and you can be shoulder to shoulder with people, and they don't care. When uh, there was riots, there's people, masses of people, they weren't masked, they weren't vaccinated, and they were out there, and uh, certain parties on the liberal side of politics, they said it was great. In fact, they, they endorsed it, uh, and, and yet they put limitations on the church. And right now, the church has a responsibility. We have got to stand up. We have got to be the warriors in the community. We need to be the voice in the community. Right now, the church has lost its voice. We need pastors that will not give in to a woke, theologically, whatever they want to call it. I know pastors that are, are being uh, sensitive to people because they don't want to offend. And I, I don't see where anywhere in the Bible where it says compromise your faith, compromise your beliefs to not hurt someone's feelings. I know there's a scripture that says have compassion on someone that is in the fire. And it actually says go in and reach in and pull them out of the fire. I don't think that's being offensive. I think that's dedicated to saving someone's life. Our lives need to be hidden in Christ. We need to be an instrument of Christ. We need a voice of Christ. Our hands must do the work of the Holy Spirit. Our, our feet, the, the Bible says that the feet of a righteous person are directed by God. God will send us places if we're bold, if we want to step up and speak truth. People need truth. There are, there are parties on the left and parties on the right.
and and they spin words they they take words that that have a different meaning but they use them so it it meets and satisfies their own agenda that's not truth that's not truth i i read today that our president had a conversation with the former president of afghanistan and and they knew that there was anarchy in Afghanistan. They knew the Taliban was strong. They knew that ISIS-K was back and emerged in Afghanistan. But during this conversation, the president of the United States asked the president of Afghanistan to not tell the truth. He said, you cannot tell people what is really happening here. You cannot tell your, your leaders you cannot talk to the media. If they ask you what is happening in your country, you have to tell them, oh, it's going great. This, this uh, airlift and everything we're doing, it's fantastic. We're in complete control. That was a lie. And the president of the United States asked the president of Afghanistan to lie. When our leaders are asking other leaders to lie. And then they turn around and they speak to the American people and they reconfirm that lie right into the camera. Then we need to do two things, actually three. First of all, we need to pray for that leader. We need to pray for our leaders. And the Bible tells us to pray for those in authority. Number two, if they don't want to respond and follow what God is calling this country to do, there's great favor on America, but if our leadership is not going to acknowledge what God wants to do, then we need to replace those leaders. And number three, we need to personally take authority and control and our actions. We need to put Christian leaders in positions, run for an office, run for a, a uh, education board, a county board, run for a local position in your in your community, run for mayor of your city, make a difference, put yourself in a position of authority where you can be a person of great influence and your influence will be of the Lord. Right now, people are asking about what is happening today, what is going to happen tomorrow. There's confusion. And, and that's what the Lord was saying to me when he said, it's Saturday in America. But Sunday came. Christ Jesus resurrected. When he resurrected and he showed himself to the, to the apostles, one of the first things that Jesus did is he, he stuck out his hand. He told Thomas, who doubted that it was even Jesus, Stick your finger in, in my pierced whole hand. And and they they touched him, they reached him. And and he said, I've not yet ascended. And he stayed with them. He ate with them. He lived with them. And then later he ascended to heaven and he's now on the right hand of the Father. He's an advocate for us. He's talking to the Father constantly. He's saying I love that child. Bless them. I love that child. Yes, they sinned. For, I forgive their sins. When we go to the Lord boldly 
He hears us. But he wants us to boldly be a voice for what he wants to do, for where he wants to take us, for how he wants to use us. I want to read a scripture that the Lord gave me in Romans chapter 8. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and it says, it's Romans chapter 8, verses uh, 38 and 39. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the scripture for today. Nothing is going to separate us both from God's love and from God's promises. God's promises for you are still promises. And the Bible said, God is not a man that he should break his promise. God is going to do everything he said he wants to do with you and through your life. He wants to bless you. His love is abundant. When you, when you get away and you get distracted and maybe you fall, God's love is still there. There's nothing that you can do that will separate you from God's love. You need to go back and repent and, and humbly ask the Lord to restore you, to forgive you, reconcile you with God. And immediately, God will go to the Father and he will cover your life with the blood of Jesus, the forgiveness of Jesus. All of your sins will be cleaned away. You'll, the Bible says you'll be white as snow. In fact, the, the Bible says that God will take your sins and throw them as far as the east is from the west. You can travel east around the globe, and you'll never, if you're heading east, you'll never hit the west. You'll always be east. And God says he's going to throw your sins as far as the east and the west. He also says he's going to throw your sins down in the ocean. He also says he's going to remember them no more. So when you ask God to forgive you for something that you've done, and you go back and say, Lord, remember that thing? Nope. No, Lord, the thing I asked you to forgive me about? Nope. Well, well, Lord, it... It's 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 on my heart again. I'm being I'm being challenged. Well, you need to draw close to the Lord, ask Him to give you the strength, give you the courage, to overcome that, and let the Holy Spirit guide you in ways to overcome that. But God is not going to rehash your sins. God doesn't look at you and say, "Oh, there's the guy that used to sin this way." He doesn't do that. He looks at you and he sees you under the covering of the blood of Jesus, the work done on the cross. God sees you with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He sees you. He hears you. He loves you. His love will never part you. 
you can never do anything so bad that the love of God cannot forgive you. You can never sin so horribly that redemption isn't possible. The only unpardonable sin is blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. In other words, saying the Holy Spirit isn't real. The Holy Spirit is not doing work in my life or in the world today. And denying the work that the Holy Spirit did. The Bible says in Romans uh, chapter 1, it says that God proved himself and Jesus proved himself. Romans chapter 1, verse 3 the good news about his son, in his earthly life, he was born into King David's family, and he was shown to be the Son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. The Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead. So if you say that the Holy Spirit is fake or doesn't exist, then what you're denying is the work and the and the the redemption and the blood of Jesus that was sacrificed on the cross. There cannot be a resurrection without the presence of the Holy Spirit. We need a resurrection in our own life. Our country needs a resurrection. We have got people in authority that, that don't believe in the word of God. People in authority that use religion as a, as a crutch, as a way of of trying to establish themselves with some credibility. They want to say they go to church, they dress up, they go occasionally, and then they want to call them a person of, of faith. They use terms like, are you religious? Well, when someone asks me if I'm religious, I say, no, I don't follow a religion. I'm a Christian. I follow Christ. And so that's where God wants to take us into an intimate relationship with him. It's Saturday. It may be Saturday in your life. Maybe you're dealing with some, some issues. I know I prayed the other night and there was people that tumors were being dissolved. Uh, spines were being fused back together. Headaches and, and pounding uh, dizziness was being healed. God is healing his church. God is healing you. If you need prayer, if you need healing, if you need to be anointed, connect with us through our website, alphafaith.com. If you need a Bible, connect with me through Alpha Faith. We'll send you a Bible. We won't charge you. We're not going to try and solicit you or ask you for money. That's not what we do. We don't sell our list of names. We, we, we just want to bless you. We want to in strengthen the relationship that you have with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you want to talk with me, connect with me. You can, you can connect with me through the website, alphafaith.com, or you can email me directly at prayer at alphafaith.com. I'll get those emails, and if you want to, chat on the phone or do a video call, I'm open to that. What I want to see 
is revival in our lives that will bring over revival in our church. And if we have revival in our church, that'll spread over to our community and then we'll have revival in our communities. And it's going to be through prayer and through humbling ourselves, asking the Lord to renew us, give us a fresh anointing, touch us, keep us in his presence. And as we do that, Saturday is going to end and we're going to be living in Sunday. A glorious time, a resurrected time. The Bible promises that those that believe will spend eternity with God. And those that that don't surrender their lives to God will send eternity separated from God. I don't want to live eternity separated from God. I want to go to heaven. I want to be with God. I want to be with Jesus. I want to enjoy the presence of the Holy Spirit. Let me pray with you. Father, I thank you for the for the listener today. I thank you that you have given them this word and as a seed in their hearts and in their lives, they will be drawn closer to you by the, by the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we know your word says in Romans that it's a privilege, a privilege to serve you and that you have called them, called us to be your sons and your daughters. And Lord, we just give you the glory. We praise your name. Lord, we ask for you to move in a great and mighty way in our nation, in our community, in our lives. Lord, I just feel the presence of the Holy Spirit here, the fire of anointing. I pray that it it falls on the listener. I pray, Father God, that we'll get reports of healing. We'll get reports of dedications to, to you, Father. We'll get reports of people giving their lives to your son, Jesus. We'll give reports, Father God, of how people were miraculously healed. Lord, we, we release healing through the airwaves. Whatever day, whatever time they listen to this, I pray for a special anointing of healing upon their lives. I thank you, Jesus, what you're about to do in our country. Lord, we pray for our leaders, Father. May they submit themselves to you and may you guide them and and bring us all, Father God, on the other side of of this evilness that's trying to destroy our, our country. The moral decay in America has gotten worse and worse and worse. And Father, that just separates people from you more and more and more. And Lord, I ask for your your will and your purpose and your plan and your power and your authority and your Holy Spirit to go in and cleanse our country. Cleanse us. Bring us back to you, Father. We'll be sure to give you all the glory. We won't stop praising. We won't stop praying. And Lord, we give you the glory. I ask these things in Jesus' precious and mighty name. Amen and amen. Well, thank you for tuning in to Battle Plan. We're we're dedicated to helping people win the battle for their soul. There's a your soul is so important that God wants your soul 
but so does the enemy, Satan. And Satan is doing everything he can to deceive people, to deceive America, to deceive leadership. But God wants you. God wants you, the listener, right now to commit yourself, commit your body, commit your mind, but most of all, commit your soul to Jesus Christ. Ask him to be Lord and Savior of your life. If you need help, if you've made that prayer, then contact us. We've got some gifts and literature that we'll send to you for free. And we just want to bless you. This is Evangelist Michael Frucci. Until next week, God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us today in our Bible study. If you have a question about today's teaching, please contact us at our link in the description. If you would like prayer, email us at prayer at alphafaith.com. Alpha Faith Incorporated is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry and is supported by listeners like you. Please visit alphafaith.com and click on our support page to be a part of this dynamic ministry outreach. Thank you and God bless you.